0: Hello. Welcome back to Women on Steroids. Today, we have Dr. Andrew Franks, who is going to help us go over treatment protocols for autoimmune disorders with particular emphasis on dermatomyositis. Hi, Dr. Franks.
1: How are you today, Jenny?
0: I'm doing great. How about you?
1: I'm doing very well. I'm happy to be here.
0: Yes, me too, me too. All right, so let's uh, just start sharing with the audience. Um, how do you approach a patient who now has a diagnosis of autoimmune disorder? And we're gonna picture that that person has a newly diagnosed dermatomyositis. Um, how, how do we go about um, starting the, the treatment? What would be you know the first line of action?
1: Well, I, I think that um what we want to talk about first is why we use corticosteroids in dermatomyositis so so really um i I want to make it clear to the audience that what we're talking about the steroids that we're talking about these are anti-inflammatory medicines and they're different uh, than the anabolic steroids which are the ones that are used by people to uh you know to increase muscle mass uh, because occasionally people get confused so uh to the to to everyone in the audience i i, I want to make sure that they understand that there is a difference and um and we use these in many autoimmune diseases um and uh particularly uh, rheumatoid arthritis and lupus and dermatomyositis and what i wanted to do was to uh talk about how we start the medication on people and what we tell them first and one of the things that we want to do is we want to advise them how to reduce the risk of the side effects so right at the onset of starting steroids the best way to prevent uh, side effects is to talk about them on the day that they a patient is going to start the medications so We know that the steroids work because they decrease inflammation and they do reduce the activity of the immune system. And in in certain diseases, uh, we know that, particularly dermatomyositis and lupus, that uh, the immune system doesn't function properly and it's overactive. It's not really, it's not underactive. A lot of people are confused about that. Uh, And I've had patients with uh, dermatomyositis and lupus who take echinacea because they want to boost their immune system. But in fact, the immune system, Uh, yeah, (laughs) the immune system is is already overactive. So uh, steroids, uh, you know, corticosteroids reduce the production of these inflammatory chemicals so that we can minimize the tissue damage, and and they reduce the activity of the immune system by affecting the function of the white cells. So, um, so what I want to talk about. Uh, I think before we talk uh, again about how we start the medicine, what about the side effects? Because that's something I know, Jenny, that uh, you're very interested in, and and we need uh, you know we need to discuss that first. And uh, it's important to know that the the risk of side effects um, are there, uh, but there is always a risk-benefit ratio. So how do we how do we increase the benefit? And decrease the risk I think that's that's very very important so so let's talk about what are the side effects and uh, you being on steroids I think are gonna know uh, many of these and maybe want to want to contribute to this but I'll tell you one of uh, one of the things that I see in almost everybody usually within the first uh, week is a significant increase in appetite uh, a mood change uh, and difficulty sleeping very very important a lot of people are not aware that uh, tremendous difficulty in sleeping uh, in addition you can have fluid retention so with swelling of the legs or you can have memory loss and uh, and, and other um, um, issues with uh, brain function um, uh, women particularly don't like the weight gain. Uh, weight gain can occur no matter how, you know, how much you try to diet, uh, you're going to gain weight. Uh, your, your blood pressure can go up. Your blood sugar can go up. Uh, you can have increased pressure in the eye, glaucoma. And of course, you can uh, also get um, avascular necrosis, which is a very important side effect to talk about on day one. Because avascular necrosis, which is where either the hip or the knee or other joints lose their blood supply in the critical part of the joint. And if that occurs and the patient is not aware to tell the doctor that they're having pain in that specific joint, um, that could lead to significant damage. And later on, require uh, even um, uh, you know hip or knee replacements 10-15 years down the line. Yes,
0: I, I'd like to share with the audience that um, one of the reasons why I find MRI Imaging so fascinating is that MRI Imaging allows um, radiologists to spot a vascular necrosis before there is pain because actually when there is pain there is already a subchondral you know, plate collapse, there is articular fracture that is eliciting that pain. And by then, it perhaps might be too late for that, you know, bone to recover. Exactly. So so thankfully with MRI, we can see areas of of marrow necrosis before the patient experiences any pain and take measures uh, to prevent the collapse from happening. Mm
1: -hmm. That's a very, very important point um uh, the uh, some of the problems that we we encounter with that is the obviously the insurance who you know the insurance uh, issues but you know in in a utopian world that would be absolutely fantastic and that really would obviate all of the problems that we see so i mean one of the things that um we also see uh, and it's a big one and it's one that's uh, uh many many physicians are trying to aggressively diminishes the osteoporosis that occurs uh, with steroid use. So you do get thinning of the bone, which is the last thing you really want to happen in somebody who already may, you know, is having other issues with the musculoskeletal system. Um, and then most importantly, uh, again, we want to tell people that if you're on these drugs, you really can't just stop them uh so like if you're going on a trip or you're going somewhere you must make sure you have them because um if you stop them suddenly uh your own uh steroids that your body normally makes with the adrenal glands have already been suppressed and you can become extremely fatigued uh, and you can get hypotension and loss really loss of function you can get really what we call addisonian almost like addison's disease where your body shuts down so you never want to stop steroids on your own you want to taper them off very carefully and uh so that's important so um so what we try to do uh when we start steroids for instance and what are the indications for it how we start them is we want to try to use the lowest possible dose that's number one yes um And there is a schedule of treatment where instead of having to take it every day, you can take it every other day, but we cannot do that in the initial phase. In the initial phase of the treatment, we usually have to use the steroids daily, but as quickly as possible, we try to get some individuals, if they can, to take the medicine every other day. And that significantly reduces a lot of the side effects. The other thing we also do now, which um, is important, is we try to start people on vitamin D and calcium early, uh, because by the time you do a DEXA scan and your T scores are already, um, you know, in the in the two or 2.5 range um, or osteopenic range, it's very difficult to get that that bone back. So if you started early it's much more um you know it's much more efficient and so those are the the points that i wanted to make at the outside so yeah we're dealing with a devil here steroids are you know as you suggested uh you know they they, there is a devil component to them um and but we like to contain the devil we think we can contain the devil and uh keep keep I'm not going to say him, but whoever, you know, him or her in (laughs) its place, in in its place. Yeah. All right. So you understand what I mean. So with dermatomyositis, uh, you know, there is a a distinction between people who just have, let's say, the skin disease and people who have the skin and the muscle disease. So um, let's say a person just has the skin disease first what would we use? Well, there are alternative suggestions other than the steroids. And one of those is the use of, of a drug which is in the media heavily right now because of its use or disuse in COVID, uh, in COVID patients is the Plaquenil or hydroxychloroquine. Mm-hmm. So, Uh, This particular drug, which we use in a number of autoimmune diseases, including rheumatoid arthritis and uh, lupus, and it's an extremely well-established drug. It's been used for over 50 years. Um, It can work in people who have dermatomyositis with mild to moderate skin disease with no muscle involvement. Uh, The one caveat I must say, and this is important for anyone in the audience who who may be just starting it for dermatomyositis, is that it can have a very, very, what we call idiosyncratic or a very unusual effect in that in some patients, it can make them worse. Now, we don't know why. And so it's important to, if you're being put on that drug, to let your doctor know if you feel that you're skin is worsening. So if that's it happening, you immediately have to come off of it um and then move on.
0: In what percentage of patients do you see that that, you know, uh, it can
1: occur in it, Yeah. It can occur in uh, there are some reports in up to thirty percent.
0: Wow, that's a, that's a it, high it, proportion. Yes,
1: uh, and it's just with dermatomyositis, not with lupus, not with you know any of the other diseases that we see where we're using. It's very very particular to dermatomyositis, and we we're looking for some biologic markers or genetic markers that might indicate the people. Uh, that have this response but uh, so far there hasn't been any specific finding other than the fact that Plaquenil is a sulfate and people who are allergic to sulfa it's not the same there's not a, uh, a a strict contraindication but if you are allergic to sulfa drugs you must be very cautious with the use of hydroxychloroquine, because it's hydroxychloroquine sulfate, so um, so that's one one area that I think uh, is important f- for those of you uh, in the audience who uh, may be on Plaquenil, a great drug, uh, but uh, you need to know that that uh, little uh, statistic.
0: So, so if we, I'm sorry, interrupting. If we no, go back- if we go back to my, my presentation, my uh, skin manifestations were a big proportion of it. And then uh, we added the component uh, that an inflammatory uh, response was also noted in one of my eyes. So, yes. so that prompted the use of, of prednisone rather than Plaquenil because there was something else besides the skin brush.
1: Or, um Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Without question. Yes. Uh, in your situation, you, you had other organ system involvement, you had other constitutional features. Okay. And so um, you had to bypass that and go immediately um, to the uh, to the steroid medication.
0: And how, how do we go about the dosage? I think we, we went over uh, this um, in, in the prior episode. Yes.
1: It, it, yeah. it, it's, uh, so briefly, it, it basically, in people with mild disease, uh, and, and what we say is, in other words, you're not um, disabled from going to work or functioning from muscle weakness, or you're not having any cardiac or pulmonary issues or eye issues that are critical, you can use a half a milligram to uh, one milligram per kilogram per day. So in people who have significant muscle weakness, where their muscle enzymes are extremely elevated, um, the general recommendation is to use two milligrams per kilogram per day at the outset for a very brief period of time just to bring everything under control as quickly as possible and then to quickly reduce down to the one milligram per kilogram level um, for a few weeks and then attempt further reduction or alternate day or adding a steroid sparing agent
0: yeah i remember when um you first
1: prescribed the steroids to me you say we want to smack it down <laughs> Yeah. yes uh, we want to we want to we, we want to smack that devil of a disease down now I will tell you I learned this from a colleague of mine uh, who uh, when I when I was uh, training at at, at Columbia uh, Presbyterian in New York because uh, we had a, a specialist in uh, der- in dermatomyositis, polymyositis at that time, and he would see a number of patients who would be sent to him who were resistant to steroids. They were resistant to treatment. Mm-hmm. And almost three out of four of the patients, he would do the same thing. He would double or triple the dose because they were being under-treated. They were being treated like many of the other autoimmune conditions where we don't have to use as high a dose, but dermatomyositis and polymyositis, they do require higher doses of steroids at the outset than the other autoimmune diseases in general. And so I learned from him Mm -hmm. uh, because what happened was patients would be considered to have resistant to steroids and then they would be put on a multiplicity of agents that maybe didn't work as well and so um so that's why I've continued that trend and I think that 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 has done my patients very very well with with that particular um uh, uh modus operandi and how to approach the treatment because if you try to come in too slow and you're a little bit oh I don't want to give too much right in the beginning you're never going to be able to get it under control it's it's just going to get away from you
0: so the beast, the beast, you have to attack it, you know. Yes, right on. <laughs> right on.
1: Like a, like a black bear coming right after you.
0: Yeah, I like to uh, concentrate now on a sleep um, disorder associated uh, with prednisone because as you may notice, um, my eyeshadows <laughs> are increasing week by week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I know, I know
0: and it seems to be um, that every time that i go into a ramp period i wake up so it's uh, i'm waking up every 3 to two to 4 hours and we know how important it is to have this rapid eye movement portion of the sleep i mean yes uh, if you uh, experimentally suppress uh, REM sleep from people, they go psychotic. So, you know, like, and on top of, you know, the uh, uh, psychological effects that steroids can have, now, you yeah. know, you are, it's the double whammy there.
1: It is, um, um, uh, and uh, we do have uh, a very, very uh, nice addition now with the Fitbit and the Apple Watch, where you can track, you know, track your sleep cycle. Um, so, I, I have had patients come in now, you know, showing me their, their uh, actual uh, uh, sleep uh, patterns um, and you're absolutely correct, it, it, it does diminish uh, the REM, it does diminish a lot uh, of, the, um, of the sleep cycle that allows you to be rested in the, in the next day. And so what do we do about that? Well, there are a couple of things, and this is so important.
0: I'm gonna take notes.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't I give you the notes already, Jenny? Uh, It's very important that when you take the steroids, you take them as early as possible in the day I've had I've had so many people who say, "Well, uh, I wait until I uh, I get up, I have breakfast, I go, I work out, then I come back, and then I take them around 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, or even at lunchtime." No, that you cannot do that. What you want to do is m- try to mimic your own body's production of cortisol, and your your body normally produces steroids early in the morning, and your adrenal glands. So you want to mimic that. So get your steroids in as early as possible, number one. Number two is um, try to get some exercise during the day. You, you need to do something, uh, it, whether it's just walking or whether it's um, riding a bike or whether it's doing a slow jog or even jogging, uh, you must have exercise and it, it's critical. <clears throat> the, the third is you must have a well-balanced diet. Uh, And uh, four is alcohol combined with the steroids will further reduce your sleep cycle. And so alcohol definitely um, is a player here. I'm not saying you can't have a glass of wine or or something, uh, but if you have more than that or uh, uh, any of the uh, higher alcohol content, Uh, drinks, you're going to have a lot of trouble sleeping. So I also recommend melatonin in these scenarios. Melatonin can be extremely helpful in inducing and prolonging REM sleep. And you can take it in doses of uh, three milligrams up into, I have some patients take up to 12. (laughs) And uh, the rapidly dissolved melatonin tablets are the best that you put under your tongue you take it about an hour before you want to go to bed and they can make a a very big difference but if you're still having trouble with sleep you should let your doctor know because you might need to be put on some other medication uh, particularly when you're on the highest dose just to slow that um, uh, that steroid euphoria down so that you can get some sleep yes yes
0: so now that we talk about euphoria, um, why is it that the steroids, you know, turn you on towards this, you know, like almost maniac lifestyle?
1: Yeah. Uh, good question. I mean, there are a couple of, there, there more, there's more than one reason the steroids themselves um, probably uh, have an effect on the other hormones that are being released in the body um and possibly some endorphins are released as well which gives you a feeling of uh, almost um oh, you feel almost like superman or Super Lady or Om- know, uh,
0: omnipotent
1: that's what you're um, looking for oh omnip- <laughs> omnipotent <laughs>
0: omnipotent <Yeah>. yes <laughs> as,
1: like you like you just can do anything <laughs> and not fail and it can be a very dangerous situation um the, the other thing is that um, uh, you do release more adrenaline. So obviously uh, your adrenaline is being released as well. Your blood pressure is going up. So your, you know, your, your brain is being really inundated with so many different um, physical and chemical mediators uh, that it, it can be quite, quite disturbing.
0: Yes, it's, um, I, I have to say that um, I have to put it brain on myself because I tend to also agree to do more than what I can, you know, take. And 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 I, I get it done, but I'm getting it done on a, you know, uh, it's not a real platform, you know, like it's, I, I'm just doing it because I'm, I'm being chemically aided to do it. Yes. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm, but, I'm, but I'm consuming my my own, you know, personal energy to, to levels that, that can be quite dangerous. Um,
1: yes, it can be very dangerous. And and you know, Jenny, what happens because when you uh, when we are lowering the steroids, what happens to you? You then you then can hardly get out of bed, and you feel deflated. So you go from this omnipotent state to this very deflated state and it, it is dramatically uh, upsetting to you as a person, but also to those around you, uh, you know, who are watching you go through these phases. So it's important that, uh, and I'm glad you brought that up. It's important that a, a, your spouse uh, knows that this can happen um and so you know when you're seeing a patient and you're starting these medications it's important i think for the spouse to be at least aware that this can happen so that if something goes dramatically wrong that they can alert the doctor uh and they can make adjustments on the dosing or change the type of medication
0: so we have almost uh um we're going to wrap up the, the this section where we are talking about steroids, and I like to make sure that we concentrate now on weight, uh, on weight gain, um, and you know abnormal fat, you know metabolism. Um, I'm thinking that uh, perhaps I will uh, share with the audience in Twitter and other social media platforms the change that happens in my face every time that I'm taking prednisone and how I start you know having uh, a, a cheek line that is defined and then over time uh, I lose I lose that you know uh, counter definition in my face. Um, Resembling what is being called in the literature as a moon face, a rounded face. Um, and this is all related to uh, increased accumulation of fat all over our body. So, um, particularly, there are some sweet spots where, where we see this, right, Dr. Franks? The, the face the, is one.
1: The face is one, uh, the abdomen is the second, and the back of the neck, and the top of you know uh, in the shoulder area uh is the third uh so uh but the face is extremely important in this day and age uh because consciousness of appearance is you know today is so prevalent and uh particularly in uh really all all groups of people around the world so any subtle changes in the face uh, particularly in a person who's already ill, uh, can have profound effects on their well-being and, um, and really impede uh, their getting better because they can fall into a depression, um, a reactive depression because of their appearance. Uh, they can stop taking the medicine uh, because they want to correct it and, and not if they don't tell the doctor they're stopping it and their disease is getting worse, it, it can lead into all sorts of issues. So um, it, it is a problem and when that starts to occur, that's when we start to think about what we call steroid sparing agents. Uh, medications uh, and treatments that can allow us to lower the dose of the steroid to minimize those steroid side effects and so that's where the second line treatments come in Uh, Mm -hmm. and that's why they can be helpful. Um, So uh, extremely important points that you're bringing up Jenny. Um, um,
0: Just to conclude I'd like to you know um, tell the audience that this time around I have had you know significant issues with my blood pressure that uh, taking prednisone has. Increased significantly my blood pressure to the point where I was having symptoms similar to a heart attack. My had jaw pain and had pain referred to my left arm. Uh, it was quite scary, and you know, thankfully, it was just the fact that my blood pressure had gone up, right. uh, and I was tachycardic as well. So I went into a, 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 a hyperdynamic state uh, cardiovascularly um, that was giving those symptoms, uh, then my coronary arteries are completely pristine, but, you know, cortisone and, uh, and, and diet that is not conscientious, um, about, you know, fat intake, you know, may lead to coronary disease as well. You're right. So, yeah,
1: exactly. Also, I just want to mention palpitations along with the blood pressure, uh, palpitations, are extremely important. And a lot of, people don't understand why they're having them even on relatively low doses of, of steroids
0: that's wonderful okay so we are uh, going to um, end by saying that uh, this is really um, the lesser of two evils, uh, prednisone uh, it allows us to get hit the road to the to recovery uh, from from uh, st- these uh, autoimmune disorders that can completely put your life upside down, Um, but they have significant secondary effects. So we have to, you know, uh, be aware of that and, and learn how to handle them.
1: Exactly.